Support for this podcast comes from PayPal. Small business owner, PayPal QR codes are the safe and easy payment option. It's all the security PayPal is known for online, in person. Cash only, QR codes allow you to accept credit or debit with everyday low fees. No additional hardware or software needed. Use the app to generate your unique QR code. Customers scan your code with their PayPal app to pay you. Learn more at paypal.com slash us slash get QR code. This is episode 101 with our guest, Stephen Passanelli. Welcome to the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. My name is Josh Carey. You want in on a little secret? I was in hiding for 40 years. Yeah, I was hiding every part of myself in every situation. And I can tell you one thing, hiding sucks. I'm now on a mission to help extraordinary people like yourself rediscover the world around you, connect beautifully with others, and excel tremendously in all you set out to do. Join in. It's The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. You're tuned right into The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. I am your host, Josh Carey. Wouldn't you agree that to be successful in business, you need to truly connect with your prospects or clients? But in today's inbox, email just doesn't cut it. How frustrating is it when your messages go ignored? Been there, right? Your digital communication should be as warm, personal, and effective as a face-to-face meeting. You need to stand out. But how in the world do you do that? Meet Steve Passanelli, co-author of the book, Rehumanize Your Business, How Personal Videos Accelerate Sales and Improve Customer Experience. And he's the chief marketing officer of BombBomb, the tool that makes it easy to build relationships through email, text, and social media, all using the power of video. How cool is this? How cool is our guest? Help me welcome Steve Passanelli. What's going on, Steve? Oh, not much. I'm excited to be on the show. Looking forward to our conversation here and talking about how video can get you face-to-face with more people more often and give people really simple strategies for doing so. Absolutely. And um, I have the book right here. Incredible read. Very practical. Love it so much. And um, I got to tell you, I am... I, I, I'm so uh, looking forward to this conversation because I am I'm a fan of video, right? I'm an advocate of video, um, least of which I come from the acting and filmmaking world. I spent 15 years in New York pursuing that dream. Um, I, I, I've known for 10 or 12 years since in my business that video is, is, is good. I like it. I can do it wasn't always comfortable. We'll get into all that. Um, These episodes, I've passed the 100 episode mark. And I can tell you from episode one, they were all also recorded on video because I was like, well, there's no reason not to. I like it. Uh, There's something that could be said. There's a connection. It, it, Mm -hmm. it, It makes for a better dialogue, at least between you and me, which makes for a better outcome for the listener. Um, And then also, I'm also 
I, I'm on the, I'm on the podcast tour front, right? Meaning I guest on other people's podcasts and I have a publicist I work with. She showed me this um, months ago when I started working with her, she showed me this pitch email that she sends out. And I said, fine, let's make some tweaks and adjustments. Fine. But then I, my, my video mind kicked in and I said, I don't know if anybody's doing this, but I'm also a podcast host. So I get pitched emails and you know, scroll, scroll. Okay, fine. You don't read it. Right. So I'm like, well, if, if that's how I think people are viewing mine, I say, why don't I record a 60 or 90 second video because the, the host is going to experience me ideally in that form, whether it's audio and or video. So why don't I show them what's possible? So I did that, a, 60, uh, a 65 second video that says, hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm capable of. Thanks for your consideration because I knew that's what it's about. That's when I'm at my best. So I get it. I love it. Um, so let's talk about, as you see, the future of video because we hear the we hear the stats, we hear how what kind of a percentage uh, uh, video is going to be in the near future. You hear these rumors of Facebook and Instagram going video only. So, what do we need to know about the future of video as a whole? Well, I, th I even think before you get to the the future, which I definitely want to answer, it's it's the past and the and the present too because. Someone decided 20, 25 years ago or so that most of our communication, our most important business communication was going to be relegated to text on the screen. And it's like, okay, here's email, here's text messaging. Okay, go take your, your valuable sales team and go put them in front and have them sit behind a computer and type out messages all day in the hopes to get face to face. And that's exactly what video is solving right now, is the ability to get face-to-face, -to, -face, to not, be, not become black and white text or digital ones and zeros on someone's screen and provide a face and a tone and a, and a name uh, you know, to your communication. And so that's what's happening. We see it happening all over and with our 40,000 customers that, that we have at BombBomb. And even besides that, there's, there's other ways of sending video out there and more and more people are putting themselves out there, putting themselves first. And I think that's going to continue. Now, the future is knowing when to use video and when to stick to text because sometimes people come in and they send all videos and now they're because they're using video and every single communication is video 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 that is incorrect as well which oh, we wow. can we can get into that um and the best times to send video and the best times to send text-based communication because there's some simple triggers that you can use to to figure that out but whether you have a system like bomb bomb or not video is available to you. You can take out your phone and record something on your phone and text that out. A little harder to do an email, but there's, there's solutions out there that can help you with that. And it's just taking your most valuable asset and pushing it forward. So let's set the tone for anybody listening. Um, they're an entrepreneur, they're a business owner. Um, I know that more than not could, could benefit from video. Is there any entrepreneur or business owner who should just tune out now because this isn't for them? <laughs> uh, maybe, but it's going to be few and far between because if your business is built upon relationships and referrals, if, if you need to build rapport and trust and you communicate digitally or if there's any emotional times 
that, that you need to connect with someone, then yes, video is going to be for you because those are all the best times to inject a video, to inject your personality uh, into your communication. There's an awesome article. Uh, it was in the New York Times and it was called The Epidemic of Facelessness. And it talks about human beings not being able to see each other. We don't recognize the humanity in one another. So for example, uh, you know, like road rage, you see another car, you don't see another human being and your brain, the, the, um, the primitive part of your brain doesn't recognize that person. That's why you overreact or same thing like on a blog post online, you read a polarizing blog post, you read the comments underneath and they're just vicious towards one another. Right. And you're like, if those people were standing face to face. They would recognize the humanity in one another and they would never say this, you know, the, the, the same thing. And so there, it's important that face-to-face -face element is so important in communication and that's what they talked about in the epidemic of facelessness and people changing their behavior because you can't see one another through the digital tools that we're using. I love the idea of recognizing the humanity. Um, what is it about at a fundamental level, uh, perhaps obviously so, but I, I, I can stand to have them reiterated. What is it about video that works so well? Like, you know, the connection, the personality, what are we actually exhibiting and receiving that makes it such a win-win work? Yeah, and, you know, and you probably heard of a, a stat most people do throw it out there that, you know, only 7% of your communication is, is verbal, which we talk about that in the book. It's not, it's not, it's not a great statistic. It's not what the study really uncovered. And you can find out about that in the book. But that being said, a large majority of your communication is nonverbal. It is the delivery. It is the tone that you use. It is the way, the expression that you have on your face at the time that the message is delivered. Um, and there's so many other elements that go into communication, not just the words. And here's the, here's the interesting thing. You know, your, your brain, Daniel Kahneman, who wrote the book Thinking Fast and Slow, he breaks the brain up into two main parts. He calls them system one and system two. System one is the emotional side of your brain. It's the primitive side. System two is the analytical side. Uh, you know, of your brain. And when someone's reading something on their screen, like an email or business email or reading copy on a, on a web page, system two is engaged, not system one. And people make decisions based off of system one. They emotionally decide almost instantaneously. And then the analytical side of their brain figures out a reason to make that true. And so when someone's reading, the wrong side of the brain is engaged. You want them emotionally connected with you, just like your last, um, not your last guest, but one of your guests, Marcus Sheridan said, uh, you know, people need to trust you. They need to believe you because they need to trust you to know that you're competent enough to help them first. Hmm. Um, so cool. So, so intriguing. So much here. Let's, let's go right to the people who say, yeah, that's all fine and dandy. No way, no how. Not for me. I am not cut out for video. I'll stay on the sidelines. I, I mean, how do you yeah. even begin to broach that conversation with them? Because I, I, like I said, I'm an advocate. I would yeah. preach, you know what, if, if you want to see improvement, if you want to even, even today stand out a little bit because it's not a saturated deal where people are really... Uh, yeah. I know, not yet, exactly. So what do you say to the people that say, not comfortable, I can't wrap my head around, is, is it a mindset thing? What is it? It, it is a mindset thing, and, and, and my response to that is, do, do you have face-to-face -face meetings? Oh, you do? Well, then they know what you look like, they know what you sound like, 
or they're going to find out eventually. It's a self-limiting belief. And what usually ends up happening is if you can get someone over that hump and they send a few videos and they get a favorable response, people want to see you and hear you. And you will get a favorable response if you start sending videos out. Then they'll see that, oh, okay, the benefit outweighs the anxiety that I feel. And there's a great little tip um, that I learned. If you're feeling anxiety about recording videos, let's say you're, you're just starting your, your video journey. Oh, actually, let's come back to anxiety real quick. So I just wanna make one clarification. There's marketing through video and there's relationships through video. Marketing through video is the high polish commercials, high end green screens, drones, digital SLR cameras. Relationships through video is taking out your cell phone, you get a new lead, and you say, oh, hey Josh, it's Steve with XYZ Company. I just want to introduce myself, tell you I'm a real person. I'm here to help answer any questions that you have. That's relationship. It's right on your phone. It's right on your laptop or desktop. Wow. So I just want to make that, that distinction. And so that helps with anxiety right off the bat. But if you are still anxious and you're afraid to, to pick up your phone or hit record on your webcam for 20 seconds or 30 seconds to introduce yourself to a new lead, think about something that you're grateful for, 15 seconds for 30 seconds before you record your video. The same part of your brain that's responsible for anxiety is the same part of your brain that's responsible for gratitude and you can't feel both at the same time. And so if you think about who you're grateful for in your life and everything that you're appreciative of, you will become less anxious, then you just hit the record button and your videos are gonna be infinitely better too. I love how you made that distinction. So this is not about the polished marketing videos on your website about who we are, what, we do, what we've done. So you've answered the question, this is, all about picking up your phone. It doesn't have to be polished. It's you, it's quick, it's on your phone, and it's 20 or 30 seconds. That's it. And I, I always wonder, um, if, if, if you have insight into this, the people who say no way, no how, what are they afraid of? Because I know even for me who had um, a running start, like I said, I, I, I've been in the performing world, so I have that going for me. But um, even back in the day, if you were to watch, and please don't, if you were to watch some of my videos from 10, 12 years ago, they are a mess. I mean, <laughs> my, my hair is out of control. I don't know how anybody let me leave the house. Um, it's, it's not polished. I, but, but the thing is, in the moment, in, in that day, you believe you are doing the best that you can for the element and for the time frame. Same thing now. When I look back on this very video, this very video, 10 years from now, which in the moment, I think it's good. I think it's great. I, I don't think there's much different tweaks that I need or could do. I'm doing the best, right? I right. have some lighting. I have some, you know, I, 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 I have a close shave. I like the outfit. I'm, I mean, whatever, right? I think, yeah, exactly. My mom would be very proud. Uh, but everything seems to be exactly where it needs to be for what it is proud of this. In 10 years, I'm going to look back and tear it apart. So, yes. there's, a, so there's a natural progression of that, that time takes. So when people are afraid and scared and anxious, obviously they're like, oh, I don't probably, I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way yes. I sound. What is it? Is that what you find? It's, it's that or I don't know what to say. So those are the three. I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I sound and I don't know what to say. Simple short videos following up with a past client 
or responding to a lead or sharing gratitude like we talked about, that kind of takes care of I don't know what to say. Because if you think of it more as a, like a, a voicemail, it's a video voicemail and less of a polished video, you don't need to have a script. You don't need to you know, memorize three minutes worth of lines because these are short videos just to allow people to connect with you and remind them if they did to, if they did do business with you in the, in the past, why they know you, like you, and trust you. Another quick tip I can give that we talk about in the book is if you are forgetful, and I'm forgetful sometimes, and even if it's a short minute video, you're like, oh man, I, I, you know, I gotta remember these three things, and you forget what the third one is. Um, what you do is just take a piece of paper and jot down your three bullet points you know, on a piece of paper, and in the beginning of your video, when you hit record, say, hey Josh, three quick things I wanna cover in this video. Number one, and you just hold it up for a quick second, and then you can put it back down. And what this does is it gives you permission because the person knows that you're looking down at the second and that's okay. If they don't know that you have a little cheat yeah. sheet, then it just looks like you're recording a video and not looking at them and you're shy or nervous, which isn't going to connect with them as much as like, hey, just three quick things I'm gonna cover. Number one, and then back making that connection right there. You're a genius. It's just so like obvious, right? It, it isn't. Now, our people are like, all of the stories in the book, right? This comes from over 40,000 customers, and, and I forget the exact number. It's in the hundreds of millions of, of videos sent. Like, that's where this comes from. These little things that, that work so well, that seem so simple when you hear them, are from years and years of using video. I was a BombBomb customer before I actually came over and started working with BombBomb, signed up, started sending videos, personal videos in 2011. Wow. And did that with my sales team until 2015 when I came over and started working for, you know, for BombBomb. So it's just that it's years and years of experience of failing, looking bad, to your point, Josh, looking bad, making mistakes. But I want to remind everyone out there, if you start using video for communicative purposes right now, you're still ahead of the curve. This is the time to make your mistakes. In a couple years, everyone's gonna be sending video and then guess what happens? Your videos need to be better than everyone else's. Now, you just need to be different. I wanna hear about your personal experience. I love that now you're the CMO of the company. Back in 2011 to 2015, you were a customer, a client in, a, mm -hmm. in your own sales business using video. Can you paint that picture? What yeah. kind of videos what kind of videos were you making and um, what kind of real response did you see in that time? So here's the problem we were trying to solve and, th and this is where video was the solution. I had a sales team um, and I used to do a 48 city technology tour where I would do three quarter day events, talk about technology, teach people and train technology, went from city to city to city. Cool. Now, what did we do? The other days of the year well that's what I was trying to fill in so we started running Facebook ads and we sold a product in the back of the room when I did the technology tour anywhere from 25,000 to 35 40 thousand uh, dollars annually it was an annual uh, product cost or, or uh, annual fee and we were trying to sell that product through online ads when we weren't live city to city and so we were creating Facebook ads and we were creating different ways to generate leads and the leads were coming in and we couldn't convert them. We converted zero. And at first I wanted to blame Facebook. This is back 2011, right? This is before 
It's before, like, right in the beginning when Facebook ads, you know, start coming out. And uh, we're like, oh, Facebook ads don't work. They don't work, you know, blaming it on Facebook. And that's when I found video. And we inserted video into our lead responses. So someone would fill out the Facebook ad in the form online because they wanted more information on this lead gen product that we were selling. And then we would respond with a personal video. And we would let them know that we're not some fly-by-night company. We're real people. We're here to help. We care about their goals, their needs. And that was exuded in the video in a two-minute or less video for each one. And once we started doing that, we, were clo we closed $30,000 annual contracts without speaking to people over the phone. Imagine that. And I'm not saying that happens all the time, but like, so I was the biggest video enthusiast proponent and I think that's why I eventually ended up at Bond because I saw the results that it had we were selling these products and these systems and and I've so I've used video to sell products that were 29 bucks a month you know up to thirty forty thousand dollars and it works across the entire gamut because you're taking your salespeople salespeople's best abilities and that's themselves and their ability to connect and you're allowing them to do so. When you hire a salesperson, if, if someone's out there and they're doing the hiring, you hire them based off of their interpersonal skills, but then you put them out there to sit behind a computer 70% of the time. This opens them up, this can open you up, and that's exactly what we saw uh, when I was selling Realtor.com products and Move products uh, to real estate agents. Is there anything to be said about the personality type of the person that needs to, to do this or benefit most? If somebody thinks that, oh, I'm not outgoing, I don't have anxiety around it, but I'm just not an outgoing person. Is yeah. that a block? Some of our best customers and users of, of BombBomb and, and video in general, it doesn't have to be a, a BombBomb customer, are the soft-spoken people because Amy Cuddy wrote an awesome book called Presence. And she says, people judge you on two things when they meet you, and that's warmth and competency. And warmth trust, uh, trumps competency. And warmth is just another word for trust. You know, like Marcus was talking, you know, trust, trust, trust. And warmth trumps competency because people need to believe that you're going to use your skills to their benefit. They need to trust you so then they know that your competency can, you know, can help them. And so those soft-spoken people and the people that aren't, like I'm a little bit, as you can tell, I'm a little bit boisterous, just like you, Josh. Oh, you noticed. And, and so that works, that works well for me because that's who I am naturally and that's Correct. how I cross. I'm a little bit spastic, as my wife would say, um, but, it, but it's who I am. Um, but when you, when you have that soft-spoken tone, man, you can reel someone in and they feel like, wow, okay, I can trust this person and that's okay too. You're going to repel the people that aren't meant for you faster in video and that's fine, but you're going to attract the people much more quickly because they can't tell if they like you until they see you and hear you and the faster you can get there, the better. I know the words on the page in text or email or something just don't have the same effect, which is why I, I dove right into this because I realized my, my better foot forward is somebody experiencing me experiencing this. Yeah. Like here's a, here's a paper I got. What do you know about this person? Nothing. Mm. You don't get it from the text and it's hard. And unless they're a brilliant writer, it's hard to tell more about this person. When you use video, you can, I got my, they're drawing of my kids over here on the side. You know that I like photography because I have cameras, you know, in my office here and then explore, be kind and brave. Even, even if 
you don't play the video and you see the thumbnail, you get a story about me and who I am as a person. And that's powerful there as well. A lot of our uh, customers have amazing backgrounds and they purposely set it up so someone can get the story of who they are behind themselves or behind uh, their videos from their laptop or desktop. Love that. Let's dig deeper into this story. I want to learn about Steve, the person. Take mm -hmm. us back to your upbringing. What was life like growing up for you? It was, it was good. I have two sisters. Um, one was adopted. And so we kind of had a, you know, a, a fun little family dynamic. But when I was born, they were both there. They're both my stepsisters. Uh, so they feel like, you know, they feel like my sister is 100% of the way. Uh, but growing up overall was was pretty good. Had hardships just like just like any other family. Maybe a a few more, or a few less than than some people out, uh, some other people that that are out there. Um, and yeah, just you know, you asked me this uh, question uh, ahead of time. What was it? What, what do you did you try to overcome? Well, growing up, what was the main source of tension or conflict for you? Yeah, and it was just lack of confidence, which which I could tie into you know, this video conversation here too, because it's lack of confidence is why you don't want to get on camera. And it was, I had a major lack of confidence growing up. I didn't like to get in front of people. And then I turned into a public speaker and had my own tour. And so like all of these things, all these insecurities that, that I had from different things that happened in my childhood, um, you know, turned into that lack of overall confidence you know, in my, in my early twenties. And so overcoming that was a big part of my, I wouldn't say childhood. It would be my early adult life, you know, was probably one of the toughest things. How did you put it when you said uh, the lack of confidence in part, because you didn't realize how big the world is. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and this is what I want to instill in my children as well. You know, I always thought, not me. Like, I, I can't do that. I can't start a business. I can't write a book. I can't do this. I had, I had the most limiting beliefs with who I was because my immediate, you know, surroundings and family, you know, we were just normal people. We weren't destined to do, you know, like amazing and, and great things. And then, you know, through that lack of confidence, it, it really affected like who I was in my, you know, in my twenties. And once I started gaining a little bit of confidence and being more comfortable you know, with myself and my children really, really pushed um, and really pushed me through to the next level because I have twin boys. They're autistic. They didn't talk until they were four years old. And once they began talking, watching their brains literally change and we work with them every single day. And now they're in second grade going into third grade and they're on par they're on par in a normal school. And so watching them overcome these obstacles, I'm like, man, what, what do I have to be not confident about? I have all the tools and the skills that I need. You know, they were diagnosed with something and they're overcoming that. And so that was one of the biggest motivations for me personally. Yeah. What did you learn about yourself in that time frame when you were faced with that realization of what's happening and you have to get through it? Yeah, you, you can do it. You can do it and, and you can fail. I used to hate failing. And then, what do you and mean? I, like, a, like a perfectionist hate failing type thing? Yeah, yeah. I would, I would hate failing. I would see my kids and they would just do it again and do it again and do it again. Even, even them learning how to walk, fall down, get up, fall down, get up, fall down. And the only way they learned how to walk was to keep on falling down. And so, you know, me not wanting to fail and not wanting, you know, I didn't want to try it again. And so just watching them. And, and, it's, and again, 
roping it back into video. It's just trying it and just doing it. If you just do it, you will be successful. People want to see you, people want to hear you, and you're more persuasive in person. In your early childhood, when you were growing up and you were on your way to um, you know, your, your own life and your future, what did you see yourself doing, whether it was in that limiting world or something clicked and you're like, okay, I'm going to venture out and do that? But I seem I just saw myself being you know a salesperson and I love sales. I'm a salesperson masquerading as a as a marketer, but I didn't like have big plans for where uh, for for where I wanted to where I wanted to go. And it wasn't until you know I started coming up with more innovative ideas on selling that I started getting into marketing and and like the ads that we talked about previously and innovative ways of engaging with those people and the types of landing pages that we used. And that was really like the beginning where it's like, oh my God, you know, sales is so much bigger. Sales is a customer experience. And when I started taking that broader view, uh, that's when, you know, everything started clicking, you know, clicking for me. And once you just get momentum, you can just keep on going, right? What did you have to do for yourself when you were in that, you said a very normal world, uh, this isn't for me, everybody else does that, I'm not that kind of person, until current day when it switched, maybe it was something with your children or something in you, but what, what had to change in your physical world, either in your mind or habits and patterns, where you became who you are today from, nope, not for me, everybody else can do that? Yeah, gratitude. Grat starting the day with gratitude, ending your day with gratitude. I have uh, these self journals that, that I used for years where every single morning has three lines and it's like, what, do, what are you grateful for? And you jot down the three things that you're grateful for in the morning. And this goes back to the video example too. Uh, but every day, if you start your day with gratitude and you end your day with gratitude, the anxiety and all the negative talk that you say to yourself throughout the day ends up going away. And so sometimes I write them down in my, in my self journal. And then sometimes I send out three gratitude videos to people that have impacted my day. And actually, and I, and I do that a lot and it's, it's amazing. One, it helps you feel better. Two, you'll find you'll get amazing replies. And some of the replies that, that I've received have been just like, it just makes your day because someone might be having an awful day. And if you send them a simple 30 second gratitude video that just says, Hey, Josh, I was thinking about you. You know, I was on your podcast a couple months back and I was thinking about the experience on your podcast. It was absolutely amazing. I just wanted to thank you for having me on again. I hope you're doing well. I never know what's happening in your, or it's hard for me to tell what's happening in your day. And that video could be the right video for you at the right time. And I could have made a huge impact. And I, get these responses of people saying, I was having an awful day and I got your video and you, you, know, you just changed my day around. And so it's healthy for you to do it, to live in a state of gratitude. You're helping other people. You're going to get positive reinforcement and feedback from that. And that, that is the big, I know it sounds cheesy. I know it sounds cheesy, but that, but that is the biggest thing that has helped me and my career. I, I love that so much. So you already gave us a couple, like send a gratitude video earlier. You spoke about um, a welcome video to a new, a new client. What are some other specific tangible things that somebody listening could use for, uh, to send out videos? What, what circumstances or situations? I'll give you a big one. And this one's really, really important. And everyone has been through this before. And it's an apology. 
if you need to apologize, at some point in time, you're going to mess up in your business. You're going <laughs> to make someone unhappy with you and or your services. And if you type that email response, your emotion and your empathy is not going to be conveyed. If you pick up the phone, it's worse than, a, it's one of the few cases where the phone is, is, is worse than video too, because usually video is the way to get someone onto the phone or, or allow them to consume that message on their own time. It's not synchronous conversation. But when you deliver bad news to someone, bad news is more psychologically compelling and it takes longer for people to process. And I'm sure this has happened to you, Josh, where you give someone bad news and they either sit there in silence or they go off the handle and they're like, oh my God, blah, 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 you know, and they're, and they're upset. You don't want either one of those to happen. You record a video, people can see and feel your empathy in your video when you apologize for what you did. You give them a path forward and then you say, hey, and if you need to talk to them, hey, I'll give you a call later on this afternoon so we can discuss next steps. Now what this does is this allows you to deliver your message with more empathy. This allows them to consume your message and not have to give an instant response. Again, bad news is more psychologically compelling. It takes longer to process. So now they can sit with the message and they might be angry at first, they might not know what to say, but now they can sit with it for a while. And then when you talk to them, this is the biggest probably favor I can give the audience here because when you talk to them an hour or two or three, you know, down the road, now they're ready to actually listen because they went through that entire process of trying to process internally. And that's one of the best times to use video in your business, but I can give you a bunch of others too. One more, one yeah. more, please. I like this. Yeah. So uh, a cold lead. So we talked about a brand new lead coming in when you need to build rapport or trust. Not all leads will respond to you instantly, right? Most of the time when you're selling something, uh, you're, you're selling into a, a time frame, a window. You're selling to a window and it's all about modality. So you need to follow up. A great time to use video is in that long-term follow-up process. Been a couple months, you're following up with your cold leads rather than sending a text-based email. Give them your time. Your time is your most valuable asset. And Robert Cialdini in Influence, you know, reciprocation. If you give someone your time and they know that it's a personalized video because maybe you held up a little whiteboard that had their name on it. <laughs> Preparation, I like it. And so in the beginning, you know, you hold up your whiteboard, they see that video when they receive your email and they see their name on it, they know it's personalized for them. They're gonna click play and you took the 30 seconds out of your day to follow up personally, you'll more likely get a response whether it's yes or no doesn't make a difference but at least now you know who to work on you know oh yes hey not quite ready yet or no you know we decide to move in another direction great okay let's let's put them in the correct category in our crm wow so the company the service the tool bomb bomb i i know that in part you can record video and then it gets sort of embedded in email Mm -hmm. Correct me if, if that's not the complete picture, but further, that's not the only use, right? Like I read at the top, you can also send through text and or social. Yeah. Yeah. So what it does is it takes an animated preview of that video, puts a play button on it, puts the video length on it and, and the video is animated right in the inbox. Now when they click on it, it loads the full video on it and it does open up a separate screen, loads the full video right there and provides them with 
uh, a reply mechanism and a little heart. You know, everyone's used to liking and hearting <laughs> things. So you, know, you got to have those elements in there. Um, and so, yes, that is the main component with tracking and analytics. So you know who opens your emails, oh, wow. uh, who's playing your videos and works at, with Outlook and Gmail. And we have uh, a few different products. We have a mass sending product too. So you can send out mass emails. And then you can even record videos right on your phone and drop them into a Facebook post or a LinkedIn post um, and use it in social media. And we even have this fancy little, um, you have an iPhone and I know you can't, you can't see this, but I'll just do it anyway. Uh, we have an iPhone and we have a little app down here on the bottom that allows you to choose your pre-created videos. And so right there, oh, wow. I'm in my text message and it's got a spam text message there, but now I can just take one of these videos and I can drop it right into a text message. And wow. you see, now, now it's right there in my text. Oh, look at that, and it's playing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As the preview, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the, so those are the three ways that, that you can really, really use video. And again, it's for the sole purpose of putting your best asset forward, which is you. And again, just to reiterate, um, these are um, all done beneficially on your phone. That's as good as it needs to be, right? Right. Yeah, the, the little bit of shake that you have adds that authenticity element. There's a shiny authenticity inversion. And the shinier that something is, the less authentic it feels because someone, that message came from the mind. But the less, the more raw, I should say, a video is, the more it comes from the heart, the more it feels off the cuff. And that's what people want. There's a time and place for polish. If you're going to put a video on the home page of your website do you want to be holding your iphone out saying you know welcome to xyz enterprises you know we've you're going to be treated with no you don't want to do that that that's that's awful but if you're responding to an individual and you're walking down the street grabbing some lunch and they and they sent you a, a message and you hold out your friend and say hey i was just walking to lunch but i got your message and i wanted to respond personally to oh. you that right there is so impactful. And in today's day and age where we're in the automation nation and everything is automated and everything is, is the bots are coming to, to get us and everything else. This is a refreshing way to humanize yourself, your company, your communication and make you stand out. My brand, The Hidden Entrepreneur, was founded on the premise that I spent a lifetime in fear hiding behind fear, using that yeah. as the excuse not to do everything that I knew darn well I was capable of and should be doing, and here we are today. But then, not so much. Can you tell us about a time when, in your business, you were just frozen, hiding in fear, but you knew you had to get right past that somehow? Oh, I mean, there's, there's, there's so many times. When, when we first started doing the, you know, the tour, uh, and speaking on stage, you know, again, I wasn't this big, I'm a, I'm, I'm an introvert. I am an introvert through and through. It doesn't seem like, and my wife says I'm the biggest, I'm the most extroverted introvert she, you know, she has ever met. And so I wasn't a stage presenter. I wasn't a stage speaker. Um, you know, I, I, I came up with great training classes or what people told me, you know, were pretty good training classes. So they're like, well, no, you need to do this in front of people now. Like you can't just train you know the other sales reps to do this like you got to get out on stage and you need to get in front of people and train and educate and that was one of the the, the biggest times it was frozen in fears getting in front of a large audience and and presenting which is similar to video right so what'd you do i don't know if there's anything in in particular it was just knowing that 
that it, it had to be done. Like, this is it. And having people by your side and having the right people by your side supporting you and letting you know that it's going to be okay. And if you, and if you fail or you, people want the big, oh, the people, one of the biggest takeaways, when you're in front of an audience or you send someone a video, people want you to succeed. People don't root for failure. And just knowing that the, everyone in the audience, they don't want you to mess up. They don't want you to be embarrassed, you know, and knowing that the audience also has your back. And if you make a mistake, which I still do all the time, I stumble over my words. I, I, I use the wrong grammar all the time. Like it's okay. Laugh at yourself. It's okay to do that in a video too. Don't re-record that video. If you say um or ah a few times, that's how you communicate face to face. It's going to make you seem, uh, it's going to allow you to connect more effectively with that recipient if that is the way you are in real life. Don't read from that script. Don't be robotic. Your mistakes are what make you make you perfect. I sent my or my wife sent a video out. Um, she sells like skincare products, and she didn't want to do video just like everyone else. And I made her. I'm like, honey, you're you're married to the CMO of BombBomb. Um, it's embarrassing. You gotta send some videos. <laughs> And so, so she sent her first video to, to someone locally here and she had all the products in her hand and she was like in this one and then this one and then she dropped them all and she went out of the frame and she's right. picking up all the products and I'm over in the kitchen. I'm like, you keep going, you keep going. And then she popped back up into the frame with all the products and her face was bright red and she kept recording. And when she hit stop, she's like, there's no way I'm going to send this video uh, to this, to this potential client. And I was like, click. I'm like, yes, she did. Yeah. <laughs> You're sending it out. And she got a phone call in 15 minutes. And the person was like, oh, my God, your video was amazing. I am so klutzy. This one time. And then they started getting into klutzy stories back and Imagine forth. That. And at the end of the 10-minute klutzy story sharing-a-thon, she was like, oh, I'll just buy all the products. So there was a connection that was made through her authentic video, which my wife is a living. You can ask her. I'm not saying this. It's not my words. She calls herself a bit klutzy, and you know, that was a part of her video. That's who she is, and that's what connected. And isn't that all this is about is, um, is really um, uh, steamrolling the amount of time to connection? Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? Yeah, it is. And people are like, oh, but it's going to take so long. It doesn't. You click record on your computer. You talk four times faster than you can type. In my case, it's like six to seven times faster. And you get face to face. Your goal most of the time is to get people off of the email, to get them on the phone, to get them in person. If you can do that with your you know, business that, that you have, you can get there right now. Just record yourself. Looking back on a younger version of yourself, what conversation would you have with that person? Um, younger version of myself, it, it would go back to the, you know, the world's a big place. You're not destined to be what you, you can be anything that you want. And, and, and I would have to really think about, cause I'm, I'm skeptical in general. I have to think about how I would put that to myself that would allow me to see that rather than just someone saying that. Cause you hear that all over, but do you really believe that. And so I'd have to really think about my messaging and how I would tell myself that, but, but that's it. Like my, my world was opened up in my late twenties and early thirties. And, you know, I realized I could do whatever I wanted to do. I, so I went to Penn State, and uh, when you get to Penn State, you take English 15 or English 30. English 15 is what most people take. English 30 is what the smart kids take. So guess what I took? English 4. 
the class that didn't count for any credits whatsoever because it's a remedial English class. I was horrible, horrible. And that shaped my opinion who I was. Now I have a book now. Did I write all the words in the book? No, Ethan Butte, my main, my main man Ethan Butte did, but we worked together and he did the typing, but we formulated a book together. I used my strengths that I have and he used his strengths and we created this book together. And even though I can't write worth a darn and you wouldn't want to read a book probably that was written by me, I figured out a way to, you know, figured out a way to do it. And it's just using the people around you, using real connections and helping people around you. And that's, that's yeah. You make, that no, of course it does. You make the point that, you know, we've heard before, oh, you can do anything. You can be anybody you want. But I didn't figure it out until my 40s, my early 40s. And so um, you have uh, some years on me there. But it's true because I had my own story, my own false story that I sold yeah. myself as a very young child, went out into the world trying to get everybody to buy into that story. And guess what? People love buying that story for you. And I was like, thank you. Yes, keep me in this box. Keep me yeah. as this label. I'm not going to move out of this. But now, of course, I can do whatever I want to do one step at a time. That's just the way it works. And that's it. One step at a time. You just got to take action. And that's it. If you take action, that breeds more action and more action. And then you just keep going. And people are always worried about the end result and the final score. And it's the process, the process of doing things that, that you need to be excited about, not the end result and the final score. Right, because when, when is that going to arrive? There's no set time. It could arrive tomorrow, you know, if, if you understand what I'm talking about. Life can end at any moment. And my children, I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old today, which part of my story is they've helped me understand life just seeing their incredible nature. I'm like, okay, I can't be the child in this relationship because I was, right? You get it, right? I'm like, I'm the one kicking and screaming. And they're like, really? We're going to go be amazing and brilliant over here. Yeah. And finally, I'm like, um, I want to be part of, what are you guys doing over here? Can I play or whatever? Uh, so it, it just, right. It just helped me um, with all of that. But to this point about life just coming to an end at any darn time, you know, it can happen without warning. Mm -hmm. And that very knowledge and realization puts my life into perspective saying, you know what, every moment that I do have, every moment I do have with my children, should it be my last, I want it to be as perfect and significant as it can be. Amen. <laughs> yes, so true. Yeah. Do you do you believe that everything happens for a reason? I do. I do. Yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm a fate kind of person. The vibes that you put out there, what you'll get back, you know, in in return. So if you put out positivity, you know, the whole gratitude thing falls in line, you know, per perfectly. Um, and I do believe you you attract, you know, the the things you put out there. Are you spiritual or religious in any ways? Uh, I would say I'm spiritual a little less. Uh, still trying to figure out r religion overall, but but spiritual, yes. I got it. And yeah. what do you what do you believe happens when it's all over? When our time here on Earth comes to an end? <laughs> you know what? I, I have no idea. So I want to make the most and positively impacting the lives of the people around me here because that's what I do know, and that's what. That's what I can control right now. And the things that are outside of my control, I'm just going to let it go. 
I hear you. With that, I will leave you with this final question. Steve Passanelli, how would you like to be remembered? Um, that when people around me, they, they had a good time. I made them smile, made them laugh, and I was a positive impact to their lives. I can see it. I adore this conversation. Certainly a positive impact. Um, I love what you do. I love what you bring to the table. Thank you, sir, for uh, joining us today, coming on and opening up in the way you did. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you for having me on the show. I had a great time over the past 45 minutes and enjoyed our conversation like I knew I would. Great to hear. And uh, everybody tuning in, whether it's to the live broadcast here or when this arrives in its native podcast form on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, head on over, leave us a review. I love hearing uh, your honest feedback and what you thought. We're going to do this again before too long. Good to have you joining in. Until we do it again, go get them. Thanks for listening to The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Make sure to subscribe through iTunes or Google Play so you can get notified every time we publish a new episode. And we'd love to hear your thoughts with an honest review on iTunes. Finally, follow us on your favorite social media platforms to keep the conversation going with Josh Carey and today's guest. Until next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.